0: She said what she said. She's clearly traumatized. He wasn't making it better. When someone is in trauma, it's very hard for them to also think clearly. They're usually in, you know, fight, flight or freeze mode. And he wasn't being a sensitive interviewer from that perspective. And she's a young girl and she didn't have the support. And you know, she, and she was put on the spot. She said a word. Maybe it wasn't the best word. And maybe she does have those views. And maybe she does stand by the fact that she thinks all of porn is a disgrace
1: Some deep breaths. so let's just get into it sylvie i messaged you this morning because we were we were talking about doing a podcast episode on cancel culture And you came super prepared. And then I was like, I can't do it. I'm like, I I can't. My mind is not there right now. And then I woke up this morning seeing someone posting about Billie Eilish and this controversy around her and what she said on the Howard Stern show about porn and it being detrimental and a disgrace. And I was seeing people taking like a really hard stance about it and really coming to the... Well, I mean, like coming to defend the sex worker community, but also not. I just couldn't believe, like the the end of the spectrum thinking that as if people think they had to take a hard stance on on every single. Issue that comes up, and I was so pissed off because I I really agreed with a lot of stuff she said. Not I don't think porn is a disgrace. I think as a twenty something year old, she probably chose the wrong wording. But I mean, as a sex coach, I hear a lot about these narratives that um my most of my clients are women and identify as women. So these women, you know, are dealing with in their everyday sex life because of what they've seen on porn, and it has fucked it all up and so I was like we need to do this and then you you came at it and you're like oh, great cool like you have all these other communities that were really up in arms about it so I want to hear about it so what is let me start off with what is your stance and what are you hearing from the communities that you're a part of
0: well so listen here's the thing right like I think you cannot throw the baby out with the bathwater and say, porn is a disgrace. The industry is disgusting. Like people who engage in porn are being trafficked. And please, Billie Eilish is, yeah, 20 something years old, right? And Just 20, not, yeah, yeah, and not to, you know, trivialize, her, you know, her as a, as a young person, like definitely not doing that, but she's never been in the sex worker industry. And she thinks she's taking a very feminist stance right now, but it's actually not. The sex worker community gets beaten up on all the time, all the time. They 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 can't even bank money because people won't accept money that is paid to them by their client. Like It's, it's ridiculous. It's kind of like saying, you know, food causes diabetes and therefore food is disgusting and the food industry is disgusting. There are parts of the food industry that are really, you know, gross, right? Like if you're going to look at the most disgusting ends of the fast food spectrum and Is there much morality there in pushing soda and fries on children? Arguable, probably not, right? But does that mean that all food is disgusting and that the food industry should just be like cancelled? No. And it's the same kind of situation with porn. There are definitely probably players in the porn industry that are acting pretty unethically. I mean, also let's talk about fashion. We all wear fast fashion that gets made in sweatshops unethically and we don't care about that when we're buying our cheap you know, whatever, because because it's very convenient for us to forget that lots of things in this world get made unethically and that people are doing what they have to do to survive and all of that. But there's also plenty of people who work in the fashion industry, who choose to work in the fashion industry, who love to work in the fashion industry, that that's their life and their livelihood. And if you're going to be like, ugh, the fashion industry is disgusting and unethical and whatever, then you're also slamming those people. Right. And this is what Billie Eilish basically did by generalizing and being like porn is disgusting it's unethical it's unrealistic it's blah blah because
1: let me just quickly jump in I'm going to read what she said she said I think porn is a disgrace I used to watch a lot of porn to be honest I started watching porn when I was like 11 it helped me feel cool and one of the guys I think it really destroyed my brain and I feel incredibly devastated that I was exposed to so much porn the first few times I had sex, I was not saying no to things that were not good. It was because I thought that's what I was supposed to be attracted to. And she was referring to uh, abuse porn that she was watching. Let well, me um,
0: interrupt there a little bit again. Yeah, because sure. I listened to it and it, she didn't necessarily say abuse porn. I think she said hardcore BDSM. And okay. again, as someone who teaches about BDSM and about kink, let's also talk about the fact that 11 year olds should not be exposed to hardcore bdsm it isn't made for 11 year olds like porn in general is not made for anyone under 18 but i understand it's very hard it's like i'm a parent it's very very hard to control internet access it's very hard to make sure that your kids aren't i was you know what we had like before your time now we had like irc chat rooms right like and yahoo chat rooms and stuff like and i was exposed to some shit on there as well my parents tried their best and they were really good at you know yeah they knew what they knew they didn't know what they didn't know and kids are sneaky i'm not saying that you can stop your kids from watching porn but you can do a better job i mean where were her parents if she was watching this kind of level of porn and having like consistently like where were they little bit Also, so like anyone would be confused. Like I have adults who come to my practice who are confused about BDSM because sometimes you don't understand the context around it and it can look non-consensual and it can look incredibly disturbing, but the context matters and and it matters in in porn too. And there is consent and there is context and there are people who are choosing to do things for various reasons. And all of that is going to go above the head of an 11 year old for sure.
1: Yeah. Sure. I just feel like the community, I just feel as though people's trigger people were really triggered. And before writing all these things, like people didn't really stop to think what it what is her experience, what's she coming coming with? Because I mean, as someone who watches porn and enjoys porn, I also am damaged by porn. And, you know, this idea that look, the way she said it's, you know, what did she say? I think porn is a disgrace. She yeah, that fucking tipped the whole thing off the Richter scale. And I'm and I totally agree with you, Sylvie, around this idea that, yeah, children should not be watching porn at that age. And that's super detrimental to the development of someone's mind. But in terms of even if she started watching porn at 19 or 25, I I feel like we've just we're just slamming someone who is sharing her truth because It is detrimental. I'm not saying sex workers are detrimental. It's the system. It's the industry that is harmful because at the end of the day, we're really majority of the industry is catering to cishet white men's fantasies and that's detrimental. And so this idea that she didn't think she could speak up. When she was in pain i experienced the exact same thing i grew up watching porn i had sex for the first time i remember you know crying months in because he would do something that hurt me and i didn't know that i was allowed to speak up and so i think there's her points are multi-layered she could have said it in a far better way she obviously wasn't coming to the interview educated about it but she is right in a way that porn does harm Not that it should be canceled, but that we should be canceling the way the narrative works to take women and create this imagery that caters to just most mostly one genre. I'm not saying that there aren't genres other genres in porn, but like, for example, she's she went and generalized, which is okay, and said that the vulvas and the like mostly the vulvas are digitally altered and surgically altered. And that's true. And a few people were like, "Well, I'm a porn star. And my vulva doesn't look like that. And and that's, you know, men saying, well, not all men. I just don't understand why we can't just say, yeah, she's right. It is, it is harming us. Like how many people come into you, Sylvie, who, who are like, oh my God, I hate my vulva or I have to do this act because I saw it on porn or my partner just wants it because they saw it on porn and we're all just trying to reenact things that we saw on porn, which is, you know. Pay for your porn, get ethical porn, yes, but that's not the mainstream narrative. But do you know what else is not the mainstream narrative now? Romantic comedies, Disney movies sure. that,
0: that Good turn point. into princesses. Like, there are so many damaging yeah. narratives out there that that impact us from a really young age and there are parents going around being like I should absolutely not show this Disney movie to my kid because that is such a damaging narrative no we like let them watch it we encourage them to watch it we dress them up as princesses for Halloween and we we buckle down on this notion that have you watched a Hallmark movie lately like big city girl leaves her amazing uh, job and goes and marries country hick and makes him a sandwich yeah I mean, that is, for me, that is a narrative that I am like (laughs) shaking with rage. So yeah, and I think it's not that there are no damaging narratives in porn and that things are, you know, realistic or unrealistic. It's that we don't take this kind of angry stance about anything else that has a a horrible narrative. Like we're fine with some things, but then we're not fine with other things. And usually what we're not fine with is sex work. And I think that that's where a lot of sex workers are super triggered because because people come at them all the time, all the time. And, you know, I get it. Right. Like when when you're working in an industry that is constantly slammed and when it's you that is constantly slammed, like, you know, you're the actress. And let's say you've chosen this. This is your career path. You've chosen it. You're comfortable with it you've cut out the people in your life who aren't comfortable with it. And maybe that was painful and maybe it wasn't, you know, you've dealt with your body issues or maybe you haven't, but you've chosen this. And then constantly, constantly, constantly people are just taking pot shots at you. And some of them have no idea about the choices that you've made. And, you know, I don't think that was quite the feminist stance that she thought it was. And I think that a lot of people were like, well, she's just being very feminist and, you know, like it's true. And, you know, all this shouldn't like, Yeah, and are there airbrushed vulvas in porn? There's a lot. But there are also, there is, there are ethical porn companies and there are porn companies that aren't airbrushing vulvas. And I think when you're a star who's in those, like people do, they just throw the baby out with the bathwater and they're like, oh, you're in porn. Poor you, you were probably not empowered. Poor you, you were probably sex trafficked. Poor you, you probably had no other choice. And that might not be true. I know a lot of my friends have chosen to be in sex work. And you know, I dabble in it myself with the dominatrix stuff. So it's it's not I I think these this community in particular is just so used to getting attacked. And as you know, Nell, when you constantly get attacked, when you constantly get shamed, when you constantly just are having to defend, y- yeah, you you're get in that mode.
1: Yeah. You're you're ready. Your your back is up against a wall.
0: And she's a kid, she doesn't know. Yeah. No, and and she's traumatized. You know what nobody's talking about, which is really annoying to me, is why why is no one coming after Howard Stern? Why is no one coming after Howard Stern for a no re- div interview? of a young woman who is clearly still dealing with trauma. She's clearly traumatized. I'm not invalidating her trauma. She was traumatized by what she saw because she didn't have any context and her parents were clearly not available to discuss this with her. She was clearly not getting good sex education in school. She clearly didn't have any good boundaries or any good role models who she could go to where she could say, look, I'm disturbed by what I just saw and have them explain it to her. And because of all this, and, and also she's a celebrity and people love to jump on celebrities for anything. And Howard Stern knows this and he creates controversy. He likes to stir the pot, but he's stirring the pot with someone who has trauma and nobody cares about the cis white man who is re-traumatizing a young person who has trauma and then and then she's the one taking all the punches while he just walks off. He just walks yeah. away like, la la la, what a great yeah. interview. This caused tons of controversy. Great for my ratings. Billy Eilish can take all the punches. Cool. That's yeah. horrible. It's horrible. And it's yet another example of Ben just walking away from it all.
1: No, it's, it's true. It's true. I've watched a few other things that he's done where he's really stoked the fire. You know, this, you know, he even said, what kind of porn were you watching? It's, oh, you need to back off there, sir. No, I, everything you're saying is valid, Sylvie. And as someone who also, I used to do camming for a living. And so I understand to an extent, obviously I'm not, you know, fully into the sex working life in terms of feeling this constant attack. But my concern is that just like you said, we're not focusing on, you know, the other person who's starting this conversation, but also it seems as though it's just another way to pit us against one another and not look at the larger, the larger issue. But what yeah. I'm really pissed off about this morning, is like seeing people taking sides and It's like, why can't we hold space for both, Mm -hmm. both spaces? Because obviously she was traumatized, but you don't have to be 11 to be traumatized by porn. And I'm not saying porn should go. I fucking love porn. But I have had moments where I'm like, whoa, that is literally creating an idea in my head to show up in in relationship with someone. And I've had to really work through that. And now I'm on this in this space where I'm far better at it. But I've had to learn. And the amount of times that I didn't think, even in the most loving relationship, that I didn't think that I could speak up when I was hurting or if I wanted something else because I was scared of hurting someone's ego, it is empowering to be in porn and to watch porn. And it shows you so many things that many people didn't have access and access to at one point. And you get to understand how bodies connect. And then there is a whole other place where it is really, it, it, it's, it's a false narrative. And I'm not talking about fantasies like BDSM and role-playing. And I'm talking about this idea that like, It's all coming from a male perspective. If women had started porn and they were in charge of the industry, it would look much different today. It's not about sex workers. It's not about bashing sex workers. I want to get to the industry. That's the problem. Because people are bashing her for something...
0: She said, but she, she said 20 years ago, God, you know how many stupid things I said all the way through my 20s? And even now, I still say the most stupid shit. Luckily for me, I'm not popular enough for anyone to be like listening to what I say, like almost 24 hours a day and then turning it into a controversy. Of course, she's going to say some dumb things. We all say dumb things. I really hate the fact that none of us can say a dumb thing today without everyone then getting super angry at us. Did she mean to use the word disgrace? You know, sometimes I use words as well and then afterwards I'm like that was a poor choice of wording. Yeah. She was in interview, it was live. She said what she said. She's clearly traumatized. He wasn't making it better. When someone is in trauma, it's very hard for them to also think clearly. They're usually in, you know, fight, flight or freeze mode and he wasn't being a sensitive interviewer from that perspective. And she's a young girl and she didn't have the support. And she she was put on the spot. She said a word, maybe it wasn't the best word. And maybe she does have those views. And maybe she does stand by the fact that she thinks all of porn is a disgrace and all of that. We don't know. We're probably never going to know. Right. But at the same time, it's just, you know,
1: Do you think, though, that we should cancel her? Because people are like, I'm not going to listen 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 to her album. We're canceling her. Why? What is this? What is this idea? Like, why are people like for fuck's sakes? Why are we just canceling someone before even understanding the whole thing? Or can we not give people a chance to grow? Like you said, at 20, you were saying shit. At 20, I was saying shit. And then you grow and you learn.
0: I still say stupid things.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) I say stupid things all the time. Like, what is, I think it's very upsetting that we live in a world today that is running very low on compassion and grace because, because we are humans and we make mistakes and we say dumb shit. And if we're going to go around not forgiving ourselves or each other for sometimes being not ideal, then we're gonna we're, then we're voting for disconnection rather than connection, and that is always a no no for me and also i mean i I'd sent you a clip the other day from i ever i'm I'm jewish and um Not especially religious, but there are some figures in the Jewish world, especially humanitarian figures, who I respect very much. And Rabbi Jonathan Sachs, who recently died this year, who was the chief rabbi of the UK for quite a while, he's a very he was a very smart man, and he said some very smart things. And he did a whole talk on cancel culture and and how damaging it is and what it means. And it basically his conclusion of the story was in in a culture that doesn't forgive and in a culture that refuses to accept apologies only the shameless thrive. And we're seeing that more and more wow. often. We're seeing, you know, we've got people, people like Donald Trump is a classic example of if you have no fucking shame, then you are above being canceled.
1: Right. Because
0: it just rolls off your back, like water off a duck. But if you do have some shame, and because good people do, right? You know, we, we all we all feel sorry for things that we have done and we all try and make amends somehow right but if we are not allowed and then we just get more and more scared in that kind of society only the shameless thrive and this is the kind of society that we're creating and I'm very sad about it Mm -hmm. because I think people should be allowed to make mistakes and I think they should be allowed to apologize for their mistakes and not get body slammed by like literally everyone let's also like people are committing suicide over there was another article the other day about like a nurse like an ER like an an ER nurse who saves people's lives every day like she literally works all hours of the day and night like super hard and she got filmed by someone throwing a piece of trash or throwing some litter not in a bin like on a public street stop it
1: I didn't read that I know you sent it to me but haven't had a chance to read it are you serious Is it gross behavior that someone throws, like, trash on the street
0: and not in a bin? It's a bit gross. But, like, this person also literally saves lives every day. And, like, is a a good, fundamentally good person. She was so online bullied because of that video that went viral that she committed suicide.
1: Oh, I can't even get into that because I have a... uh, I'm not going to get into that because it's...
0: We don't know what someone else is going through. And we don't know... And so we have to just, I think we just have to be a little bit more careful in our dealings with people. And it's not that you can't hold them to account and it's not that you can't pull them aside and be like, you know what? This was not a good look for you or whatever, but it's the, it's the piling on, it's the piling on on, and the fact that suddenly like a video can go to like 20 million people in the span of a day. And that 20 million people are then calling you gross, disgusting, despicable, like, you should die, just kill yourself. You know, right. like those things from people that you don't even know, and that can be incredibly damaging. And, you know, we're, we're getting a little bit off topic, but who knows what Billie Eilish's state is, and who knows what kind of threats she got after that interview, from from both sides she's a controversial figure it's not like the right love her and now the left like is you know oh this is like going against woke culture she can't win
1: yeah. no you can't and and all of a sudden and i'm saying this as a sit has sit- fucking yeah. cis white woman i i saw some some a good friend of mine post something today on, about Billie eilish and then how it affects like other ethnicities and and I was like, oh my God, wow, we've really done like a 180. And I totally understand how they bridged it. But going from a young girl who is literally just starting to figure out what it means to find your voice in sex and recognizes that the porn that she did get her hands on was detrimental to how she was showing up in sex, which happens to so many of us. And which is why like you and I do the work we do because part of that is deprogramming people from that kind of shit when we had to deprogram ourselves first. And so, you know, this, this young woman is, she's trying to figure out her stance. She's trying to figure out how she was impacted and I'm grateful that she's brought it up. I mean, I think we should be having this conversation more, not about that sex workers are this or that, but the industry. And I want to circle back to the fast food thing. We put so much shit into fast foods and our bodies. And it's like someone saying, oh, well, the employees are shit. It's not the employees. It's the industry. Let's let's take down the industry you know, look at all of these other ethical and ethical porn sites that are, are coming up and there's actual community around it and conversations. What do you want to see? And and it, it's depicting realistic porn and realistic relationships, realistic fantasies. Not that, I mean, a fantasy needs to be realistic, but at least there's there's consent, there's safeguarding around it. And let's focus on that. You know, I uh, we don't need to take a yes or a no stance porn can be both liberating and detrimental at the same time that's my opinion agreed agreed and i think you know and and we don't even
0: have to look at the fast food industry again to go like somewhere that's very close to porn and which we
1: mentioned earlier Are are you looking to learn more about your pleasure are you curious to learn how to achieve better orgasms, communicate effectively with your partners, understand how trauma affects your pleasure life, learn different positions and tips on how to reach an orgasm during sex, and to build community with other women working through similar journeys as yourself? Well, are ya? Well, then pleasure edit. Oh, fuck, I messed it up. The pleasure aid... <laughs> Ple pleasure ed master course is definitely for you then sign up now before spots close on january 30th at nellthepleasurecoach.com. it's hollywood right like
0: any movie like don't tell me that kids watch like spider-man movies or superhero movies and they believe it and that they're like oh this is real life no we know that it's not real life we know that because we educate our children that that's not real right. life Not educating our children about real life sex. And this is the problem here, right? It's a lack of sex education, first and foremost. And if people had a really good basis in sex education, if they had parents who discussed it openly and with, you know, with compassion and with some honesty and who were able to tackle some tough issues. Then we wouldn't have 11 year old children watching hardcore BDSM and being like, Well, this is real life sex, because yeah. that is a failing of our education system, first and foremost. Just like we do not watch a Batman movie and be like, This is real life law and order, <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just not true. There's just yeah. more, you know, and no one is well like into Hollywood, oh my gosh, like. You are so unrealistic in all of your narratives, and that is just not okay. And no one is looking at actors and being like, "You guys clearly are per- perpetrating false narratives all the time. You're bad people. Like you, you're, you know, you wear outfits that are not realistic. You portray lifestyles that are not realistic, and that's so damaging to me." Nobody's coming right. at that industry. Why are they doing it to the porn industry? And because we like to blame women and right. loose women. That, ding ding right? ding ding. It's an easy place yeah. to come at people because it's an it because because sex workers are marginalized and beaten up on all the time it's like why not let's not let's kick them some more why not and that is what where the like that's where the arguments fall down it's not that these things are, are not perpetrating some false narratives or that some of the bodies on there are like very far from you know what what most most again what what is most women like we I, all look different. we all look yeah. different Right, yeah. And some do look like that. And some of us really don't. And that's the thing. But we're not coming after other industries in the same way. And that's the problematic part of this, in my opinion.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Well said. Well said. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, I, I mean, it goes just deeper. And I think what she was trying to say really had a good messaging but it was packaged in the wrong ways and I don't think one can really package something well on a Howard Stern show I mean if I had Howard Stern in
0: my face asking me really traumatic and like insensitive questions I'd probably say some pretty dumb things luckily for me like I'm not important enough for Howard Stern to to, uh
1: you know Um insensitive Maybe one day, one day we'll we'll get get there. Wouldn't that be a fabulous interview? I would love to just turn it around and unpack his trauma. Yeah, I'd love to. Why do you hate young women so much that you have to humiliate them them on
0: air? Like why? Yeah, why is that? Where did yeah? yeah, This about about you know which who which women in your life hurt you? How it's done and why why you hate us so much? Right, right. That'd be a good question to ask him. But you know, like again, taking it back to empowerment and porn, and again, yes, that there, there used to be, there used to be a, a, a porn industry, right? That was a, there still is to a certain extent, obviously. But there used to be like the only way that you could get into porn was that you would, you know, go to some porn director's office and probably have to do some very unethical things anyway to get into it. And, you know, like, let's the 60s and 70s were were awful times. Like, you just have to watch Mad Men to see that it was awful. And not just in the porn industry. Women had to do ridiculous things to get an office job. So, you know, let's not come at the porn industry over and over again. Other other jobs for women were were just as hard to, to get into without having to, like, please your male boss. But today, we have things like OnlyFans. And again, don't tell me that that people aren't trying to cancel OnlyFans as well because yeah. that happened. Great point. yeah. But OnlyFans is super empowering. There's no middlemen. There's no pimps. There's no, you know, it's women basically deciding if I decide to show my body and if I decide that I want to put out content, then I can do that and I should be able to get paid directly for that. For sure. No, nope, apparently not. Apparently we're not allowed to do that either. So it's, you can't win. Like you can't win in an industry. You can't win on your own. You can't win, like it's just blaming women and right. that that's what i have the problem with it's not that she thinks porn is disgusting like whatever cuz unpack that but it's the fact that that it just beats up on an industry that is completely beaten up on every single day over and over again
1: right right
0: so that yeah. that's why like i see i see it in the communities that i'm in how angry it's made people and I don't think it's about her. I think they're just tired. They're tired right. of constantly being told that they're gross and that they should go away and that they clearly don't have any other choice.
1: And that but is it, okay, but is it, is it porn that we're, is it, is it planned kind of your on air on set porn where, you know, there's a, a script and everything, or is it, is it this influx of what they call amateur porn where we've, we get a lot of really crazy shit going on in terms of where there is no consent? There is no care for the women in these scenes. Is Do it that? that? Do we know that? No, I, we don't know that, but when I, I'm, right. I'm asking it, I'm asking is her issue. I mean, we don't know this, but is she upset because she's watching actually actual like porn stars that are, cause she mentioned the vulvas don't look anything like that. Or is she watching amateur porn that is coming from a really intense side? I don't know. It's, we, we won't know. And there's, there's, oh, it's and a slippery she- slope. And Sorry. She-
0: her, and by shaming her this hard we've probably driven her into a place where she'll never ever talk about it ever again in public and right. that's that's a real shame too because because that's what shaming people does it makes it stops the conversation in its tracks and that's never what we want to do and you know this as a sex coach as well as I do like you want to de shameify people as much as possible you don't want to increase their shame you don't want to be like oh yeah you're right that's gross like, right, of you know, course not. Yeah. You want to be like, oh, I can see that how that really hurt yeah. you and how really affected you. You know, some people find it very cathartic and freeing, but clearly you do not. Mm. And and your experience is very valid, just as their experience of it being cathartic and freeing is very valid. And because we can't hold space, like you said in the beginning, for both viewpoints, then we are just we are just making it worse. We're making her shame worse around it. We're yes. making yeah yeah.
1: she's shaming she's shaming women the women are shaming her she's not understanding this side of of porn stars yeah and they're not understanding her right yeah there's no one sitting down and actually well let's unwrap this i mean fuck we might as well just name this podcast let's unpack it because everything requires unpacking you know everything requires that You can't just look at one interview, be like, she's shit. And you can also on the other end, you can't look at, at, at specific porn videos and be like, well, that's a disgrace or that's shit, blah, blah, blah. Because again, context, um, you know, I, there's a porn star, Randy Spears, who applauded her on the lasting damage that hardcore porn has on kids. And that circles back to what you said. There's no context for kids. And at least when you are older, your brain has developed more. You can see life and scenarios in a different way, but as a child, you can't. Would she see it as a disgrace if she started watching porn much later and was able to have the community and the people to chat to, like you mentioned? I don't know, but, um, I mean, that, that 100% is, you know, children should not be watching this, but we can't be, you can't cancel porn, nor should you, you can't cancel Billy, nor should you, you can't cancel sex workers, nor should you like sex work is important work. It's going to be there forever. And it is a very liberating experience and feeling knowing from doing it myself, knowing that yeah, this is my body and I get to show up the way I want to do it. And, 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 and that's a really amazing feeling. And if you want to go the other way, fine. But this idea that we have to cancel and like literally eliminate these things, it it can't happen. It's not, that's not how community works. It's not how life works. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And again, you know, I, I'm teaching this course, Kink for the Curious, at the moment, because there are narratives around, around kink and BDSM that are not super accurate. You know, a lot of people come to it from things like reading Fifty Shades of Grey and whatever. And there's, there it's problematic, because it's not really an accurate portrayal of ethical and consensual BDSM. And And people get this idea of it and it just villainizes a community that is already so misunderstood. And then, and then it attracts the wrong people. It attracts people who are like, well, I'm, I'm a horrible person. So I should be in this community. And it's no, no, you shouldn't. It's not a community for assholes. It's actually a community for people who can really communicate and negotiate and who who are very sensitive and attuned to each other's needs. Are you curious about kink? Maybe you've watched a movie, read a book, or watched a reel that piqued your kinky interests. Maybe things have gotten a little boring in the bedroom and you're interested in expanding your erotic horizons, pushing the erotic envelope and delving into the mindset of the more kinkly creative. Maybe you want to learn about how BDSM can lead to more mindfulness and more presence during sex for heightened pleasure. Or maybe you just want to learn more about why you have certain fantasies, what they say about you, and how to potentially act on them. Kink for the Curious will give you all of that and more. Included in the course are practical tips for giving and or receiving more intense sensations during sex as are ways to deepen your intimacy with power dynamics mind games and role play as well as tools from the world of kink to up level your erotic communication to master level early bird signups get a special intro call with me but those spots are incredibly limited so sign up today to snag one email kinkforthecurious at gmail.com for more details best players in BDSM are incredibly attuned to one another and really know how to read each other and there's a lot of love and there's a lot of compassion and there's a lot of just you know being able to work through things together but you cannot just come into the scene and be like great I've got my canes and my whips and I'm like ready to hurt some yeah. people
1: yeah that
0: is you know and and that's the only part you're seeing in porn. You're not seeing the negotiations that happened before. You're not seeing whether for someone they're reenacting something with agency, where they're like, I went through this thing and me choosing to do it again and reenact it is actually going to help me work through it. That's why a lot of people get drawn to BDSM. And, and it's very helpful for them to like be empowered to reenact a scenario where they know that they have safe words and they can stop it at any time. And they know that you know ultimately they do hold power in that scene. No one is getting that context from watching a porn clip, especially not an 11 year old. I walked in on my parents having sex once when I was about nine or something. And to this day, I'm traumatized by it because there were noises happening that I thought meant that people were being hurt. My They were in positions that I was like, what is happening to my mom? I mean, kids do not have context and they have no capa- capability of understanding the intricacies of what goes on in adult relationships and the negotiations and all of the consent and everything that has to happen between two people before they get intimate. Right. And whether something is extreme BDSM or not, there should be ongoing consent and there should be respect and there should be attunement in, in a physical relationship. And you're not seeing any of that in porn, just like you don't see any of the behind the scenes or or special effects makeup in a superhero movie. Right, right. You're not seeing the behind the scenes. And, but again, we don't beat up on superhero movies. We beat up on porn.
1: Right. Well, most super, so superhero movies only have men. So I guess that makes sense. <laughs> That's true. I, we're not beating up on men god forbid no but no but there is a pattern there's a pattern yeah you know there's a pattern so okay well that's great i want to also add to what you've said because uh you've got this course kink for the curious coming out and you've put a lot of work into it and i think that's you know something that i i think like if you're If you're just an individual wanting to learn more or you're a parent who's got, you know, a teenager, you know, asking all these questions, remembering that there are resources out there that from people who are experts and who have, you know, refined their craft, who can who can safely teach you or those around this stuff They you're people, you don't have to turn to certain like porn is not the only place where you can learn how to have sex. I ha- also have a course called pleasure. Ed it's a master course that literally just takes everything that we should have learned and combines it all. So it's not just like your typical sex ed we're talking about positions for masturbation and positions to orgasm best in, in the bedroom with your partner and how to kibosh intrusive thoughts and what to deal with your, do with your trauma and how to have conversations if you're faking it. And so, you know, you and I have different courses, but they do a very similar thing there are we're taking people right from the beginning and saying, Hey, let's deprogram all the other shit. And then let's start over again. And and work up. So remembering that courses are also accessible. I don't think people think about that, you know? Yeah, and
0: I mean again, let's let's also put the disclaimer out there that these courses, at least mine, <laughs> are not I'm not meant to replace um, your sex education in schools, obviously. And I'm not making this course for 11 year olds who want to understand about BDSM no. because 11 year olds shouldn't be like wondering about BDSM. I'd be really horrified if my children at 11 were trying to take courses about BDSM. No, it's- and I
1: didn't mean that. I didn't mean
0: that. Yeah. I know you didn't. I just want to put that disclaimer out there because I don't want anyone cancelling us for being like, Nell and Sylvie are promoting BDSM courses to 11-year-olds. We're not. We're absolutely not. Um, So, yeah. But but the the fact is that, that sex education is a freaking travesty and that a lot of people's parents... Maybe you know what? Parents should be taking our courses. Parents should be taking our courses so that when their children have want have awkward questions or like or that they can proactively instead of waiting for their children to come to them with questions because kids never come to parents with questions let's be honest because that's super yeah. awkward. but instead that parents can like just like start talking about sex in a more normal neutral way and that they can really be having conversations around children that are more normalizing and less shaming and that promotes good communication and promotes good attunement and that show what a healthy, loving relationship should, could, would look like in an ideal. And, you know, parents need to be better educated. And, and maybe that's not their fault either, because they also had terrible sex education in yes. school and their parents were also not equipped to deal with it. But today, the fact is that there are sex educators like us out there who are promoting courses and who are willing to work with parents and. Um, to, to talk to their children better about how to have how to how to masturbate better and mm-hmm, get yeah. them better how to enjoy their bodies how to have safe negotiations how to know when they're ready for sex and all of these things just educating the parents i think for me is something that's that's incredibly empowering because it is a tricky situation we are not we're not counselors in a school and we're not you know going around trying to get children to talk about sex but if you're a parent and you feel like you might be lacking in sex education and you don't feel like you got a good enough sex education, then please do your kids and yourself a favor and go and get that education so that you can break that cycle for your children.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause yeah, I just (sighs) give your, your child the best start in life so that they don't feel that the only option is to turn to adult content at 10, right? Let them turn to adult content when they're ready, when when, when they it's an appropriate time and they can handle it. But that's not going to be where... You know you're getting the education you need. So well said. I think let's end it there on that powerful note because yeah, everything you've just said is really that's the core. That's the core. The education system is letting a lot of us down, and so let's let's do better as educators and as parents um, and community members to to partake in that conversation. Yeah, and this was really a great topic, Nelson. Thank you for amazing. (laughs) Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Well, Billie Eilish, if you're listening, love your song. Yeah, we,
0: we, we love you and we're not hating on you. Not and at if, all. If you, if you need to offload, you can always come ah, on the show. That's right. If anyone has any comments on this show or any other show or you want to add some questions or you'd like to hear something addressed in a follow-up show you can always email us at email the at gmail.com or you can dm uh, me or nell on instagram and you can find us or you can find me at at sex and sensibility with the e in sex being a three because instagram sucks and nell you can find nell where
1: i'm at nell the pleasure coach everywhere whatever platform it is. All right. <laughs> See you later, everyone.